One, two, three, four. Screen time, screen time, screen time, screen time, it's my screen time too. Hello and welcome to It's My Screen Time Too, the podcast where two moms escape from the interminable parental to-do list by watching, what else? Cartoons. I'm Deborah, <laughs> And I'm Katie. And I have one eight-year-old and twins who are four and three-quarters, Tony, Libby, and Nate. And I have one two-year-old, Jay. And we have a quick new segment where we thank our reviewers and offer to let them pick future episode topics. So thank you so much, Anna Palmtree and Bubs1231. You can let us know what you want us to watch, and we will add it to our list. Yes, thank you guys. It was so great to hear from you. And other listeners, go ahead and rate and review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts and you can tell us what to watch. Yeah, it really helps us out, guys. It makes us feel good and it helps us rise in the ranking. Okay, let's move on from the uh, self-promotion and talk about our kids for a second because in addition to being witty and incisive pop culture consumers, we are also moms and we like to get that stuff out of the way early. So Deborah, tell me something adorable your kids did this week. Well, my daughter, Libby, who's and three quarters she's really into lions big cats and so we check out books from the library all the time about lions panthers tigers mountain lions um and she checked out a book on predators which was very informative and a good book and then she started playing this game called that she called creditors and prey and so (laughs) that's creditors with a c like the people who call you if you're behind on your i don't know medical bill payments <laughs> and pray and i didn't correct her because it was so funny and so <laughs> life like yeah <laughs> not inaccurate <laughs> yeah so how about jay did he do anything funny this week well he was actually sick at the tail end of last week and That sucked. I mean, it was nothing serious. It was just like your standard kid bug. It's horrible when he's sick, obviously. But the one kind of nice thing is that he becomes super cuddly. And it just makes me remember with fondness those days when he was just an infant. And that's literally all he did was cuddle. And didn't sleep that much. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's better now. We get to sleep through the night. But um, but the cuddliness, you just don't get that that often as they get older. Right. That's cute. And I'm he's feeling he's better sick, now. Though. So he's he's great now. It was just a couple days. That's good. <laughs> All right. So should we move on to today's topic? Um, I can't roll my R's, but El Perro y El Gato. Yay. <laughs> Yay. So that's what we watched, and El Perro y El Gato is a show that airs on HBO Family and HBO Latino. It was started in 2004, but it hasn't been produced continuously. And IMDb suggests that what HBO calls an episode is actually a season, and there have been a total of six. So when you watch it on HBO, you get an episode which is comprised of a 
bunch of really short shorts, like average time, five minutes. And you can also watch them on YouTube. I think I said that already, but you can. <laughs> so I, we went away for a long weekend this fall and we stayed in a hotel and just turned on the TV and tried to find the first cartoon we could for like the half hour we had before dinner and El Perro y El Gato was on HBO Family and Tony, my eight-year-old, was like, oh, I love this show. And I wondered where he had watched it and he said, in Spanish class. And I was like, WTF, what are you doing in your Spanish class (laughs) that you're watching TV? But I sat down and watched it with him and I thought it was really cute and I texted you, Katie, immediately and said, "We we have to add this to our list. Yeah, I was a little nervous uh, on account of the fact that I don't speak Spanish, but Deborah said she thought it would be fine, so I trusted her. <laughs> I don't speak any Spanish either. <laughs> okay, does K mean what? Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> I learned something. Yay! <laughs> so we watched Unleashed. <sighs> And I'm my pronunciation is terrible. Sincoria, and together again, juntos otra vez. I think it's otra vez. Maybe I don't know. That sounds better than what I said. <laughs> we each we each also watched. We were supposed to watch three YouTube shorts. I only got one in. I watched Biblioteca. Oh yeah, YouTube. I watched three because I'm a great grubber. And <laughs> they were Opera, Los Gatos de la Mesa Redonda, and Astronauta. I would describe this show as like buddy show and perro means dog for those of you who don't speak a lot of Spanish like me and gato means cat. So it's a dog and cat and they just go on these little sometimes just everyday outings, sometimes bigger adventures and they talk about what's happening and introduce Spanish words. And the dog is like a very reasonable dog, maybe a chihuahua. And the cat, I would say, is a very Garfield-esque character. Like, he just wants to sleep and eat, pretty much. Wow. And the dog is always dragging him out to do stuff. I did not think the dog was reasonable at all. I was like, dog. Slow down. (laughs) This just shows the difference in our personality. (laughs) That's what I have for just an overall picture. And I mean, it's pretty transparently a vocabulary lesson in basic Spanish vocabulary, right? Like the situations they're in are clearly there to teach you about manners or about washing your hands or up and down, you know? And I also wanted to butt in really quick. I know this is your segment, but whatever. I do what I want. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, with a, just a note about how problematic I find watching preschool shows for our podcast, because it's really hard to divorce myself from whether or not it's good for Jay, one, because he is a preschooler, and two, mm-hmm. it's just obviously going to be a whole lot less entertaining as an adult did you find this 
to be less entertaining? Well, now I feel like we're jumping way ahead, but I feel like okay. generally with preschool shows, it just, it's, we've talked about it a little bit, how like we have to rate kind of on a curve. Right. Well, yeah. And every three episodes, I feel like we're like, we should probably watch a preschool show <laughs> next. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a range of kids programming and we can't just watch stuff that's geared towards older kids. I mean, we can we can do whatever we want, but we want to we want to be watching a range of shows and movies. I mean, and so, yeah, the preschool stuff usually sucks to watch. Theoretically, I could be using this to try and find shows for Jay to watch. So I could be insisting we watch all preschool shows. But oof. <laughs> did you have a favorite short within the shows that we watched and the YouTube shows, the YouTube mm. episodes that we watched? I I will admit that I found the 30-minute programming blocks that we watched on HBO to drag so Mm. I can't say that I really picked any from among those that I liked but maybe I was just in a better frame of mind when I was watching them as short clips on YouTube because I really enjoyed all three of the shorts that I watched I thought they were really cute there are a couple of really cute moments um I much preferred in general the cat to the dog uh and Mm -hmm. there were some really fun like little asides that the cat would make well first of all because he was always obsessed with food mm-hmm. <laughs> and particularly in the short about them being astronauts uh the dog is talking about how he wants to be an astronaut and how they could pretend to be astronauts and the cat was just totally deadpan we are not astronauts you are a dog i am a cat and then later when they were pretending to be astronauts and the dog was at the moon and he was talking about how he could see the milky way he was asking if the moon was made of cheese and the cat was hearing all this talk about food because the cat was down on the earth in the command center with an adorable buzz cut and white vest by the way and so he hears all this talk about food and because he's obsessed with food he just runs to his own rocket and says la luna por favor (laughs) <laughs> sorry my spanish is horrible he just says la luna por favor and the rocket just goes to the moon so he could see if there's food there <laughs> so i think that was my favorite the astronaut one how about you i wonder if we had the same shorts within the hbo episodes. so i'm just so on unleashed that was the episode one mm-hmm. did you watch one on musical instruments yes male mm-hmm. spring mm-hmm. yoga yep the baby. Uh-huh. And you didn't think any of those were funny? I think it really was just like the format just dragged on to me. I didn't think they were particularly bad. I just, I think for the average adult attention span, it was a little too choppy. Oh, my God. I thought it was hilarious. I <laughs> loved this show. Speaking of asides, so the spring one, they, it was about spring, which in Spanish is called primavera. And they did all these colors and they were walking through like a field of flowers and then the cat sneezes and the cat, we should say, has like a very deep like James Earl Jones 
voice, mm-hmm. as deep as a, vo- a human male voice can go. And he sneezes and then he says, I wish it weren't Primavera. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so See, funny. the cat had the best lines. But what about the yoga episode? Oh my gosh, I like yoga, but I love yogurt. <laughs> like he thinks that Pero, when Pero suggests that exercise will help Gato relax, and he suggests yoga, and then it's like a miscommunication, so he keeps talking about yogurt. Oh my god! And then they do like dog and cat pose. <laughs> which is hilarious. And Kat, of course, can't do all the poses very well because he's inflexible and like maybe a little portly because he has such a predilection to food. I don't know. Like, which I is problematic in that it's a little bit like fat phobic or fat shaming, but it's like our tune and so I still laughed it's also cat shaming though they're they're often merged together the fat shaming and the cat shaming thank you Garfield it all comes back to Garfield Ugh, Can son you of a bitch a cat character without referencing Garfield in some way I don't think that you can you might be right I'm going to have to try and come up with counter examples. I'm not going to be paying attention for the rest of the podcast. I'm just going to be thinking about this. <laughs> you can just accept this truth. <laughs> but in this sense, I found Gato to be more lovable than Garfield. I think you can tell from my tone that I do not care for Garfield. Um, the short vacation or maybe airplane there were two right one after the other about travel. Yeah, trip, trip. and then vacation. And sorry. Okay, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I just I loved that the cat dog woke up the cat to go on their trip and the cat just wanted to go back to sleep. And the dog was trying to get the cat excited about their vacation. So the cat fell asleep and dreamed of being on vacation, but everywhere he dreamed, he was just sleeping through being there in his dream. <laughs> his dream vacation was just sleeping through all the sights. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And then vacation. So we've traveled together many times. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that the vacation episode the gato is an accurate representation of what it's like to travel with me. <laughs> Cause like when they're in the airport, like the cat is hungry. And so like nothing will stop him. He's like resisting. Cause like everything he sees in the airport looks delicious to him. And finally Pero was like, there's lunch on the plane. And Gato's like, okay. <laughs> and then he decides to get on the plane. I guess I am a little bit more Pero than Gato to travel with, but it's not enthusiasm in my case. It's just stress. (laughs) So how did you feel as a resident of the state of Texas of their depiction of Texas? Because that's the first place that they fly to in the vacation short. You're right. Well, uh, I really enjoyed the song, We're Cowboys, But We Don't Ride Cows. I thought that was really cute. (laughs) Uh, their Texas is 
not my Texas because I live in a big city and we don't have so much of that like uh, old west charm. And of course, that's all you see. They're on like an old western street and then they dress up like cowboys and they look like they're going to have a gunfight, but it's a kid's show. So there aren't any guns. But yeah, I I thought it was cute. Made me almost wish my Texas was that Texas. Uh, are, were there any other shorts that stood out to you? Well, I watched the YouTube, I watched on YouTube a short titled Biblioteca, mm-hmm. which was super adorable, I Aww. thought. So, um, Cat or Gato doesn't want to return. Like, he's enjoying this library book, and Pero has the library due date on his, the, on their calendar, so he makes them go to the library, and it's clearly based on, like, the New York Public Library because there's two big lions flanking the entrance to the library, and they look for books, and it introduces some different vocabulary, and then they end up going to story time. And the librarian is played by, like... <laughs> I don't even, I can't even help. I don't know what you're looking for. (laughs) The librarian has played like this hedgehog, an elderly hedgehog. Oh, because librarians are prickly. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, should we move on to like more general thoughts about the show? Sure. Okay. Uh, so the first thing I have written down here, I don't think it'll be a shock what you're going to answer, but did we like the concept? I loved it. I mean, it was just such a good classic buddy pairing. I know you brought up Garfield right away, but for me, the cartoon that kept going through my mind was actually Ren and Stimpy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I was saving that for later, but yes. Yeah. Ren and Stimpy. Did you watch that? Oh, yeah. Yes. Snick all the way. (laughs) I watched that like when I was really too old to watch that and I loved it. Mm -hmm. I have like I taped on VHS cassette like all the Ren and Stimpy episodes that I could when I was really too old. I was like junior high high school and would still watch it. I loved that show. Well, it was really kind of inappropriate for kids as young as it was intended for, I think. Like, I don't think well, it's yeah. weird that you would still enjoy it as a middle schooler, high schooler. Well, and I don't think it was actually on when I was, like, a child. I think it came later. So it's a dual language program. It's a straight swap. Like, each line of the show is repeated in English and Spanish. Uh, like, dog will say something in English and cat will either say what or K and then dog will repeat it in the other language. I don't speak Spanish. Deborah, you have said that you don't speak Spanish. Did you find that to be problematic while you were watching it? I could still follow the show. The longer sentences I in Spanish, I didn't follow, but it did have that effect where you know, a lot of words, some words in English and Spanish, they're like spelled very similar and sound similar, like pirate mm-hmm. in English is pirata in Spanish. And so that gives me the false sense that I'm really learning something <laughs> and that Spanish isn't that hard and I could totally pick this up. So I felt like I was really picking up a second language while I 
watch this, even though that was not at all the case. That's not at all. awesome. I'm really glad to hear that. <laughs> Did you study a second language in high school or college? Oh, my God. I should have taken Spanish. In so should we all have, yes. <laughs> and college, but I took German in high school, which... Like a good Midwesterner. <sighs> yes, yes. And in college, I... So I should have just taken... I, I should have just taken Spanish, but there was... And I went to, like, a big state school where sometimes the red tape seemed like insurmountable and so at my college there was this rule where if you were going to take the very first level of Spanish you had to prove by showing your high school transcript that you had never taken Spanish before oh I assume because maybe people had abused it and like used it to get an easy grade right like I suppose if you had taken some high school Spanish, the first level of Spanish would be really easy. And those classes were probably really bloated. Like the attendance was really, enrollment was really bloated. Mm -hmm. But to my 20 year old self, it seemed really difficult to obtain my high school <laughs> transcript. <laughs> and so at the time, the easier thing to do to me seemed to enroll in Mandarin. <laughs> also a useful so language. So I took two years of Mandarin plus some tutoring because wow. <laughs> I was really bad at it. I was terrible at it. It's really hard. Yeah, I've heard that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not great at languages to begin with, and then that's a really tough language. Wow, I'm impressed. Well, you shouldn't be. I didn't get very good grades. <laughs> I just felt like when I was watching the show – because I, I studied uh, French in high school and college, and because they sound kind of similar, I felt like I should be rewinding like every sentence to like parse what the verb tense was or something like that. It was mm. a little hard to stop myself from doing that. Well, and you're a pretty advanced French speaker. Like you lived in France. You've traveled to French-speaking countries. Long, long ago. I am no longer an advanced French speaker. And I live in the South now, so the fact that I don't speak Spanish is a huge source of shame in my life. Like, I feel like it's just downright rude that I do not speak it. Yeah, I get that. But at the same time, I felt like I was really prevented from learning anything because I do think as an adult with our non-malleable adult brains mm -hmm. that uh, an element of interactivity is really required for me to just recall anything. Yeah. I don't, th I don't think this is an effective way for anyone to learn Spanish, but it's entertaining. Um, did you have any problem with the length of the HBO episodes like I did, or you were just engaged the whole way through? I was engaged the whole way through. I did watch the two episodes with my kids and they thought it was hilarious. And so if you're watching, I mean, it's the same effect, like watching a comedy in the theater where other people are laughing. You just tend to think it's funnier mm -hmm. than if you were to watch a comedy like in your home all by yourself. Right. It doesn't <laughs> like you don't laugh out loud or at least I don't because you don't have that crowd effect. So maybe that affected my 
thought about how funny it was, but like I was super entertained by it. See, I just think it's one of the signs that I'm not a true millennial that your average like online clip length holds very little appeal to me. Like I want a full TV show. I want 22 minutes at minimum of content. <laughs> I don't yeah. want your like five minute YouTube video. Uh, so that was hard just from a personal preference standpoint. Yeah. What's that guy who's like the big YouTube store star Jake something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to find it. What is he a YouTube star for? Um, like he like will jump off like the roof of a house into the backyard pool. Oh, like, um, I'm going to find it because like the middle aged person that I am, I learned about him from a New York times (laughs) styles profile (laughs) print edition. (laughs) Well, while you're looking, and then Jake Paul, and then I, was like this guy is how do I not know about this guy well one because I'm like 20 years older than his fans so he's like jackass for the the new young kids yep you nailed it okay yeah and so I tried to watch a couple of the videos so I could like get the gist and I couldn't do it because it's like wobbly Mm -hmm. GoPro camera or hand camera and I just I, it's not for me. Yeah, I'm with you. I had a really I'm okay with it. <laughs> I had a really <laughs> funny conversation with a friend of my sister's who my sister is only three years younger than me, but this was like a world's apart moment because I was trying to just chat about something benign like, oh, what TV shows do you like to watch? You know, do you watch The Good Place or are you still watching The Walking Dead or whatever? And she was like, oh, no, mostly I just watch stuff on YouTube, and I'm really obsessed with blah, 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 and she, like, had all these names of people, and it seems like it's all, like, lifestyle brands, and I just, I got nothing. I have nothing to say, so it was like, she was probably thinking I was super old, and I was thinking she was super young. Yeah, that's interesting. So what, did you compare this to any adult movie or show well just on the surface the sort of casual switching between English and Spanish the only show I could think of off the top of my head that did that is Jane the Virgin which I actually Mm. don't watch in real time I'm still like Mm -hmm. slowly making my way I'm maybe like halfway through the first season on Netflix not because I don't Mm -hmm. enjoy it but just because time Uh, how about you so I think I went the other way so I was thinking about like buddy comedy shows Mm -hmm. rather than the what you picked up on oh yeah that's good that's because I've mentioned that like an all-female ensemble cast is like my favorite show to watch but I would say a buddy comedy is my next favorite Uh so How about Turner and Hooch? Yeah, I was actually just talking about that this weekend. Someone mentioned that they really really wanted whatever kind of dog Hooch is in that movie. Oh, gross. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Apparently, they don't drool that much in real life. <laughs> did you do any casting of the gritty HBO reboot? I did. And I've got so many, I'm just going to do like a lightning round, okay? Okay. Okay. Tom Hanks and Oprah. Nice. Roseanne Barr and Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez and Jonah Hill. Debbie Mazar and any Kardashian sister. Oh my gosh, stop right there. That's the one I love the most. <laughs> okay. Okay, the kid who played Manny on Modern Family and Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> this is my last one. Sarah Jessica Parker and John Goodman. <laughs> those are all very good. I'd watch any of those shows. <laughs> They'd be good. How about you? So I kind of have a journey to share with you. (laughs) (laughs) So my first thought was Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, because I think they make a good buddy team. And whether you make whichever one you make the straight laced one and whichever one you make the hyper one, it doesn't matter. Like they're both equally Mm -hmm. good at either of them. And then my second thought was, Katie, you can't not have a Hispanic or Latino voice. You're a racist. And my third thought was, the only Hispanic comedian I can think of is Gabriel Iglesias. So I'd better fall down a YouTube rabbit hole looking for appropriate cast members. And then I lost several hours of my life. And then (laughs) I decided that maybe a comedian isn't the right choice for the role. So I was like, maybe actors and actresses. So then I landed on maybe going with a modern family maybe Sofia Vergara would make a good paro because she has very over-the-top energy and then I don't know if you ever watched the show Glee so there was this actress her name is Naya Rivera and I she played Santana and I feel like she could do like a good deadpan Vergato Oh, that's a good combo. I like that. So that's where I landed after literal hours of watching comedians on YouTube. Did you see any good comedy? It's there's so much bad stand-up comedy on YouTube. And yes, I saw some I saw some good good stuff, but nothing that was, you know, right for the roles. I was casting for specific parts. (laughs) You really took this assignment and did a great job well it kind of stressed me out the whole well it just made me think about the whole I don't speak Spanish and I'm a horrible citizen of south of the Mason-Dixon line and so felt like I had to educate myself a little bit (laughs) that's good that's good I was not super I was not super focusing on the Spanish language aspect of it obviously (laughs) um so good for you Aw, thanks. <laughs> Do you think it was better when we were kids? Well, Ren and Stimpy, obviously, mm-hmm. was a crown moment in children slash teen programming. Mm-hmm. But I really liked this show. I I liked it a lot. I really couldn't think of any dual language programming that was widely available when we were growing up. Uh, because obviously we were too old for Dora the Explorer. Oh, but that is a good one. And I think that does teach a lot of Spanish words. When I was young, my mother, and I think I may have mentioned this on the podcast before, my mother got us these BBC tapes 
uh, called Muzzy. And uh, the BBC made them for learning several languages, but the one she got for us was French. Because my older sister did like an exchange program or whatever. So we had these tapes for my sister. And the concept was like you would watch one segment of the story in English. Then you would watch the same segment of the story in French. And since it was animated, everything was exactly the same. Just the spoken words were different. And I watched the crapola out of those muzzy videos. But I only watch the English versions so my English accent got really good and then my mom and then my aunt introduced me to Monty Python and the rest is history <laughs> that's funny and like I did British, not learn like French a British accent yeah that's hilarious <laughs> so would you ever watch this alone voluntarily I honestly would <laughs> I would I don't care, like a five-minute YouTube video, maybe. Yeah, I would watch a five-minute YouTube clip. I wouldn't sit down and watch a half-an-hour episode of it by myself. I don't know. I really got taken by Gato. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a sucker for a cat who loves to eat and sleep, I guess. But Garfield... I have read a ton of Garfield because my kids love it. And like once you read there's Garfield is more. I don't know. The Garfield we think of immediately is like pretty just one dimensional. There's more to Garfield than just lasagna and hating Montes. <laughs> Should we do 10 seconds on whether this is good for our kids? How do you feel about Tony watching it in Spanish class? I don't really want my kids watching any sort of TV at school or, I mean, I, I realize schools have like, have to give the appearance that they're keeping up with technology, but I feel like you can educate a kid without a lot of screens. (laughs) Anyway, so I think this, I think this show is fine for kids. I don't have any illusions that it's going to teach them Spanish at all, but I think it's a funny show and enjoyable, not violent, fine. Yeah, and if I were the kind of parent that thought my kid needed educational screen time, which there are some moments where I feel guilt about the half hour of Paw Patrol, and I'm like, well, should it be a half an hour of El Perro A... Ugh, see, I can never say the Spanish right. El perro y el gato. That's right, right? Um, I think so, yeah. Should it be a half an hour of that instead? Because at least he could theoretically be learning something. So, I don't know. I think we could easily rotate this into our repertoire. All right, ratings? I loved it. Five stars. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, since I hate joy, I guess, I will only give it a 3.5, but I think, again, it's just the difference between the preschool and the programming for older kids that I'm responding to. Anything else for now? No. All right. Well, dear listeners, (laughs) thanks for joining us for this episode of It's My Screen Time 2. 
please, if you have any thoughts about this episode or any episode, go ahead and find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash myscreentime2. That's also where you will find out what we're covering in our next episode if you'd like to watch along with us. Um, you can also tweet us with show or movie suggestions or any general comments at, at myscreentime2 or you can email us at myscreentime2 at gmail.com. Please take a minute to rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, whatever podcast uh, purveyor you choose. It really gives us the warm fuzzies and we will call you out at the beginning of our episode if you do so. Our theme music was composed and performed by Deborah Copperud and her adorable children. And It's My Screen Time 2 is produced by me, Katie Curler. Tune in next time for more real talk about the movies and TV beloved by kids and tolerated by parents. Bye! Bye! It's my screen time!